This is a Kitty Pod production. From Television City in Hollywood. Hey, man! Hey, gang. Jason Bullard here. Welcome to episode number 137 and a half. A bonus episode of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. I'm, of course, your humble host, Jason Bullard. And I decided to do kind of a hybrid episode. This is revisiting a certain topic from a past episode, which you may have already heard. But I've had some stuff happen to me. Some of it good, some of it bad. There's something that happened to me last night that's good that I'll talk about in the next regular episode. That'll be next week. But I'm starting this podcast out on a heavy heart. Or with a heavy heart, I should say. Prepositional trouble, never mind. Just last night, September 29th, 2021, under cover of darkness, the Vermont State College Symposium, or whatever it's called, that cable, C-A-B-A-L, decided to merge my beloved alma mater, Castleton University, along with two other colleges in the northern part of the Green Mountain State, to form, get this, Vermont State University. I was one of the alumni, and there were many of us, we were legion, that vehemently opposed the move And when the news came down last night, to say I was upset could well be understatement of 2021. I'm rather disappointed with the result. I wish it could have ended something else or some way could have happened where we could meet you halfway or something along those lines to keep the Castleton name in there. But I'm sad and upset by the result. And I'm going to be bitter about it for years to come. And it's rather appropriate, or somewhat appropriate in a dark way, that I bring back a topic I discussed in episode 103 of this podcast, which I recorded during the worst of the pandemic in August of 2020. So here it is, and I'll be back with some more bullshit later on in the episode. This episode's topic is really one that I did want to talk about. But recent events have led me to do so. You may have heard in the last mini that I talked about the death of an old friend of mine named Ryan Taylor. His body was pulled out of the Hudson River in Warren County, New York last week. Just yesterday as I record this, I was up in Saratoga Springs, my hometown, to attend the wake of Ryan Taylor. And a number of my old friends were there. And, you know, Bill Moen, who's been a past guest on the show, Brandon Polcare, ditto. Bill's brother Joe was there, and I mistook him for Brandon's brother Brendan. And I know you're about as confused as I am, me saying that, but that's all by the by. Nate Dickerson was there, the former Amy Haley. She goes under a different name now. Nate Griffin, soul brother number one. Great to see him, If you're, and great to see you if you're listening. Dan Phillips, number of these guys I hadn't seen since elementary school, or maybe since we graduated from high school together all those years ago. It was the first time seeing them, but it was not the happiest of circumstances. Not a bit. Richard Sutherland was there, Jordan Garofalo, and some guy by the name of Ty Kopp. And we never interacted during our high school days, but he was there giving me the dap and say, we're just talking about his passing, Ryan that is, pronouns, pal. Sorry for your loss, pal. Thanks, Vince. Appreciate it. And... Yeah, how is a tough loss? I mean, what else are you going to say, man? The, you know, there's a man in that casket who previous times was Roman God's green earth. So anyway, there was Ryan's 
body there in the casket off in the core of the fear home. There was some social distancing going on, as like everywhere else now. With all sane people, they had the chairs spread six feet apart from each other in that little area in the foyer, the reception area. And then you had the another room right off to the right side, and there's the casket. There's the members of the immediate family. There's some other people there too. Like that part of the that part of the funeral homes for the immediate family and some relatives. Everybody else just goes and reflects in this other side of the of the room. Like the, the, what you see when you walk straight into this funeral parlor. So I was there, and Brandon Polkier was there. Bill Moen. Big shout to all of you guys. If you're listening in, it was great seeing you, even though I shouldn't really say great. This was a sad occasion. So I did my bit, the casket. There was Ryan all, you know, in the pose there. Inside the casket, got the rosary beads draped around his arms, or draped around his hands, I should say. You know, said went up to the big man upstairs. I almost wanted to cry, but somehow I didn't show my emotion. Like, I've been through this before. I didn't even show my emotions when I had Ryan Rossley. I was at his wake back uh, 10 years ago when he got killed in Saratoga. I was celebrating St. Patrick's Day. And it was a tough loss for all of us knowing how close we were to him. And, of course, another classmate of mine, a woman named Kim, Kim Hebert. She passed under mysterious circumstances almost a year later. Then there was another one. I didn't even know about I wasn't particularly close to this guy, a gentleman named Aaron Higgins. He got in a fight at the Paddock Lounge on Caroline Street several years ago, and it was an awful way for him to get sent up to the hereafter. I'm 37 years old. This is far from my first go-around with funerals, be it with family and friends and whatnot. I started this podcast as a reaction to a death I had in the family. My mom, Lois Bullock, God rest her soul, passed away almost three and a half years ago in Boston. And it was a tough occasion for everybody, as can be expected. She was at Brigham Women's Hospital in the intensive care unit at that hospital in Boston. And me, my sister, we drove over and we, you know, I told the story before. We met up with my Uncle Al, my Uncle Sid. And we met the outlets in Lee. We drove all the way to Boston. We met with my dad. And I saw my mom for the last time, just sitting in that bed. It really hit home. This is a beloved member of the family. She's going to be gone. And then 24 hour plus hours later, I get the call from dad. It's after 9 o'clock on the 30th of March, 2017. She's passed away. That's it. It's over. Thanos has snapped his fingers. See you in the hereafter, in the sweet by and by. It was a tough loss for everybody. Biggest sell I've taken, and there's going to be plenty more. I just know it. I attended my first wake for a friend. I couldn't believe this was he was going to be the first to go. Well, I didn't know about this other person named Mike Robinson. He took his own life at such a very, very young age. And I didn't know about it until years after the fact, like when I first joined Facebook. One of my friends posted a picture of his final resting place at the cemetery somewhere in Saratoga. So we've lost a total of five classmates and we don't even have our 20th anniversary reunion until next year. I had to jump ahead here, but there are some other details that I wanted to point in. I'll get to more reflections on death and dying and growing older, the aging process, such a hard thing to go through, but 
go through it, we all must, because that's how it is, man. A little lighter note here. After I was done, you know, just reflecting and milling, you know, just like any gathering pre-pandemic, you know, everybody was wearing the mask. I doubt there's some social distancing going on, but people were wearing masks inside the funeral parlor when they went to pay respects and all that. You know, you know, said hello to the family and, you know, expressed my condolences in person. I'm sure Ryan would have loved that all this, all, all of his friends, or most of them anyway, had come out. I went for the evening session. That's when all this took place. There were some people that came earlier in the day. I just, out of curiosity, looked through the the book of condolences, see who signed in, who was there to pay their respects. A number of people were there in the book. But back to the lecture at hand here. There was a little gathering, and I say gathering in the loosest of all possible terms. There was this gravel parking lot out back of the funeral home, and the way this is set up, there's the funeral home, and then way back of the funeral home in this parking lot, there's the local Elks Lodge. It was right behind us the whole time, but we're staying at the funeral home, and I got tipped off. I was getting ready to say goodbye to some people, because I was going to leave pretty soon, just, you know, say, hey man, tough loss, you know, stay strong, brother, all that. So I go walking back, bust my LL beans trying to get to this thing, and there's the rest of the guys. Dan Phillips is there. Richard Sutherland's there. <laughs> Nate Griffin's made his way over there. And there, one of the guys who showed up to pay his respects to Ryan got this big old pickup truck. He got a little tailgate going, and there's this giant cooler. And I open up, hey, man, you want a beer? I said, sure. All right, so I get handed a can of Miller Lite. And I suggested before I sip, hey, let's do a farewell toast to Ryan. So we did. He had a little farewell toast. I did a sip, and I caused quite a reaction. It was some laughter. It was like I made some memories that day. I decided to do the Tupac Shakur gangsta bit and pour one out for Ryan. Pour one out for the homie. And he said, y'all, man. And he was like, hey, man, that's a 30 rack of beer. You know how much money that costs? I said, all right, I'll take a second. I didn't want to do Ryan wrong here. It's like, okay, this one's for you, bud. And tipped him back. He also brought water along, too. I think that was very responsible of that man. Not just not just to stick the cooler with alcoholic libations. So I drank part of one can, then poured most of it out, got the little hamster in the first, and then say, all right, I, I better do this right. I'll do a second. I didn't drink the whole first. Now I would have been just absolutely no condition to drive. I drove all the way from work to Saratoga. You know, so I created some memory that day. It was a bit of levity in what was a very difficult day for everybody, me included. Well, more so than others. Those of us on the autism spectrum are not immune to having death as part of our lives or being affected by it. I've already told you about my mom earlier, just how my mind works, a little stream of consciousness. But death is an essential part of life, but it also plays to a somewhat equal narrative. It's just a reminder of the impermanence of life. The old saying goes, here today, gone tomorrow. Don't I know it? I'm 37 years old. I've attended funerals for both my grandparents on the dad's side of the family, the lone grandparent I had on my mom's side of the family, and now my mom. And I've attended wakes for most, if not all, my friends from high school who are 
no longer with us among the living, but are with us in spirit floating through the cosmos. And you see the impermanence of life not only with the loss of human beings since this pandemic began in the middle of March about a good five months ago. Everybody around the world, not just in the United States, not just in New York's capital region, not just Saratoga County, New York, the rolling hills thereof, have seen their lives change. You know, the results have been too numerous to mention of how this pandemic has affected people's lives. I mean, you know, people would go to, kids would just go to school in an actual building. Now they go online mostly. Schools are reopening up this month. They're going to reopen next month here in the capital region. There's going to be different districts have different plans. Some are going to go online only. Some are going to go, you know, be back in actual building and classrooms and all that. My nephew's getting effect, infected. Uh, infected. I hope he doesn't get infected with COVID-19. Well, keep wearing that mask, Hunter. I doubt you're listening. You're too young for this stuff. That's a little advice from your Uncle Jason. Anyway, you know, schools are going to be reopening up again. I hate to go off on a tangent, but there you have it. You know, social distancing. Not everything is going to be as it was before. And there's a sneaking suspicion that the temporary is going to become permanent. Well, what if it's like this forever going forward? Even though you know in your heart of hearts, oh, this is temporary. Who knows when, like, we'll get a vaccine. There's hope there. Hopefully it won't be Russia, because I know that crackpot Putin said, Hey, we'll devote a vaccine. If we don't treat COVID-19, it certainly help you attack against vampires. You know, I don't know. I give daughter it. she be able to fight vampires and also bears. And who knows, probably right there chest on our horse, just like daddy. All right, a little levity in a very heavy subject. I hated to go down that road, but there you go. I overheard in the funeral home that the older you get, gatherings of this magnitude, pandemic or not, are usually the purview of weddings and funerals of your friends, and it's more the latter, the later in life you get. It's a sad truth of life, but there you have it. You know, that's it. Yogi Berra, the great catcher of the New York Yankees, he said, attend your friends' funerals, otherwise they won't attend yours. Well, I'm going to end this subject on the note that I told Nate, I told Dan Phillips, I told even though I didn't mean before I left for home. I said, let me tell you this right now. If any of you guys are around, when it's my turn to head to the hereafter, this is how I want to go. This is how I want to be remembered. Well, not how I want to go, but this is how I want the gathering to be. At the back of the funeral parlor, somebody was going to drive a pickup truck with a big old Coleman cooler full of whatever alcoholic libations you want. I don't care if it's a 30 rack of beer. I don't care if it's a 12 pack of craft beer or a twofer. I don't care if it's a bottle of wine, a magnum of vodka. I don't give a shit very much. Just drink a toast to yours truly, who's gone off to see those who left them behind in the hereafter. That's how I want it done. We're back. In order to give some semblance of a normal episode of the Kitty Pod, I'm going to give some pod shoutouts right now. I was going to skip doing them this week, but there was so much good stuff, I just couldn't do it. So here we go with the pod shoutouts here. 
No episode of Greetings from Allentown, but on GFA Live, Peter Winston and Keith Langston did a live watch of an episode of WWF Superstars from August 17, 1991. We're on the road to SummerSlam that year. You can follow the podcast at GF Allentown. The Sportscasters at The Sportscasters on Twitter and across all your social media. This is the most recent episode. Steve Bennett talked with Joe Poznanski, who was previously on P.A. Turner's podcast, The Breaking Down Show, to talk about his 100 greatest Major League Baseball players of all time. And a nice interview with Tim Neverett, the Los Angeles Dodgers radio announcer, succeeding the late, not the late, well, he's not dead yet, but I don't know why I went down there. He succeeded the great Vin Scully, what I meant to say. And on the 24-inch podcast, Steve and Dave Rollins look back on Steve's visit to New Jersey and also Hulk Hogan versus Big John Studd. Back to the Break It Down show, Michael Shavak and Ryan Curtis were among Pete's guests this past week in the Little Littles podcast, one of the Littles, Jeannie Byers, and how's this? We got one of the bigs, Super G himself, Gary Braun, joined the show. So a great listen there, fun one too. You can listen to these podcasts and this one too on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc., etc. Before I get to this last bit here, you may have noticed that I bleeped the name out that appeared twice in the original episode. Well, what I did was in this re-airing, I bleeped it out twice because the person in question murdered a guy the weekend of our 20th high school reunion on Caroline Street in Saratoga Springs. I didn't see him the whole weekend. And I'm certainly not going to mention his name here as I did just moments ago. Rotten hell, you cockknuckle. That's all I have to say. And now we come to the closing part of this episode. It's the Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Century of the Week, week number four. Now, for those of you unfamiliar, this is where I take a game from either the NFL or the college football slate that coming weekend, and I make my prediction on it. You'll be glad to know that I'm at mile 500. Both my picks went through the over-under. I took the over in the Bucks rams game. And Dallas just absolutely dominated the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football this past week. So we are at 500, and we're going to look to continue the positive momentum with this week's official play. And here it is for you right now. Maestro? For the first time this season, it's Sunday Night Football, and hot Machi have we got a doozy for you this week. The New England Patriots are hosting the reigning and defending champions of the Super Bowl, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and guess who's going to be under center for the latter team? Tom Brady. You ever heard of him? Tom Brady, OTB12, returning to the place of his former glory, helping the Patriots win an unheard of seven Super Bowl championships. Well, he's won seven for his career. Six of them came with the Patriots. And if that wasn't enough, TB12 could pass Drew Brees, you heard of him also? For the all-time yards passing record in NFL history. The New England Patriots, Brady's former team, have been struggling again this season, even with a young quarterback by the name of Max Jones under center. And also to sweeten the pot for the Buccaneers, 
Richard Sherman, you heard of him too? Bringing part of the Legion of Boom all the way to New England. So with all that in mind, I'm not going to mess with the over-under again. The line is Tampa Bay favored by the seven-point margin. And they're going to blow past that. So Tampa Bay minus the points for this week's Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Century of the Week. And that'll do it for this bonus episode of the Old Kitty Pod. I thank you for listening. I'll have a brand new full episode out next week. Don't know what we're going to be talking about, but I'm sure you'll enjoy it just the same. So thanks for listening. RIP Castle University, you'll always be that to me. And as always, and above all else, this is still going to be the unofficial model of this podcast. Keep smiling. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Sit, boo-boo, sit. Good dog. <laughs> this has been a Kitty Pod production. Produced in Saratoga County, New York. Shared with the world.